Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And the one of the absolute most critical, if not the most critical parts of having a successful business is the words that you write. It's that content. It's how do we capture people's attention? And as the entrepreneur, as the small business owner, we know what we want to say, but frequently we don't know how to say it. So today we're going to have so much fun talking with a professional copywriter. And so please join me in welcoming Allison Lex to our program today. Welcome, Allison. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Great, great. You know, and it really is just, you know, there's there's no point in doing anything that we do if it's not well written and if it's not catching someone's attention. And that really exactly. is very difficult. And, and more importantly, it's very difficult sometimes to admit that <clears throat> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> It is. I I couldn't agree more. Right, right. So let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we will really just jump into this because we've got tons to talk about. Yes. So creating better copy means more of your prospects will become your customers, leading to a bigger business and more dollars in your pocket. Allison Lex is the copy coach and direct response copywriter that makes the magic happen in your sales letters, landing pages, lead magnets, and email campaigns. She helps entrepreneurs just like you create winning copy for your business, whether you simply need a second set of eyes or you want someone to do it all for you. So again, Allison, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's what I do. I put the magic in your sales copy. Perfect. <laughs> you know, and it is funny because we all think that we can write what we want to say. Mm-hmm. The problem is we don't write what people want to read. There it is. So talk to us about that. Why is that disconnect happening? So I think that disconnect really happens because we fail to put ourselves in our customer's shoes when we're writing. Okay. And when you're when you're writing, especially if it's something about a product or a service that you're giving, mm-hmm. um, I work a lot with entrepreneurs who um, are personal brands as mm-hmm. well. So their name is their URL, for instance, mm-hmm. josmith.com. Like me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so what happens is you think, oh, this is josmith.com, which means it's got to be all about Joe Smith. Right. And that's great if you want a poster about how awesome Joe Smith is. But Mm -hmm. if you're looking to create copy that's going to get somebody to invest money with Joe Smith, Mm -hmm. then we really need to make sure we get into the head of that customer so that we can show them that Joe Smith or Deb Creer or Allison Lex can solve the problem that mm-hmm. they're experiencing and that we, we understand their pain points. We understand where they're coming from. We understand their struggle and their hopes and their aspirations and all of that. Mm-hmm. And when we can do that, then the website's not about Joe Smith anymore. It's about the customers of Joe Smith. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. we do need to have a little bit of the about Joe Smith in there because of we course. need to make sure that they're qualified and that they know yes. that, you know, and, and all of those various things. But, 
you know, I, we don't need pages and pages of it. Exactly. It's, it's funny. I always ask my guests, provide a bio, and I use the word brief in there. <laughs> and, oh, you know, I got one one time, and this actually, this fortunately only happened once. His brief bio was a three-page, ten-point mm. PDF document. No. If I had read it, we would have had five minutes left in the program. Exactly. You know, and it was great. It had all of his qualifications. Every mm-hmm. single article he had ever written, every mm-hmm. single media interview. I mean, it had every single thing he had ever done in his professional life. And, you know, I looked at that and went, (laughs) (laughs) partially because, you know, it it was just way too long, but I didn't care. You know, Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell him that because, of course, that was going to crush him. But, you know, it it comes back to what you were saying. We don't care. You know, I it's nice that I know Allison and I can read a little bit about her bio, but Mm -hmm. I just need to know how you can help me. There it is. And, you know, um, you're, you're probably a little nicer than I am because I have told my clients they do not care. Right. <laughs> Your people do not care mm-hmm. about how many articles you've written or how many years you went to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anytime I work on about pages or include a bio and sales copy, which I do because, of course, credibility means something, mm-hmm. I always make sure to connect the dots for the reader. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to tell you about this experience what does it mean for you? Mm-hmm. Why is that important to you? And um, so always, you know, don't be afraid to toot your own horn because that's, you know, you've accomplished a lot right. and you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, experience. Um, so, of course, tell the world about it, but mm-hmm. make sure you connect the dots and tell them also why they should care. Right. You know, and shorten those things, you know, in, oh, instead yeah. of saying I wrote this article and this article and this article. I've written multiple articles for numerous publications. Mm-hmm. And if they want to know, then you can provide that information. And I think that's yep. the key, you know, wh- whether it's about you or about the product or the service or whatever, y- you suck them in. Then if they want more, be able to provide it. But if you haven't exactly. sucked them in, there's mm-hmm. no point. Well, and if you, uh, the, the little bio that you read at mm-hmm. the beginning to introduce me, the first thing I did was kind of tell them why they care about me. Right. I told them what better copy is going to mean. Excuse me. What I told your audience, what better copy is going to mean for them. Mm -hmm. And then I introduced myself as the solution. Right. So. And and mm -hmm. that's key. I mean, what we said was bigger business, more money. Mm -hmm. You know, and and. Who's going to say, hmm, I'm not interested in that. Right. <laughs> and if they are, oh, okay, can they adopt me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So always, it's really one of the biggest mistakes that I see on websites and in sales copy is, you know, starting with the word I or my or me or any personal pronoun like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, that really should not be in the first half of your copy. It should right. all be customer focused. Mm-hmm. And another little trick that, that uh, somebody that I work with shared with me was um, to count the number of times that you say, I, my, me, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and then cut it in half by 75%. Wow. Or cut it, not cut it in half. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, that didn't work. <laughs> Hashtag writer for a reason, um, but cut it by 75%. Not math. <laughs> cut it. Well, you can cut it in half first and then 
keep going. Right, right. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and, and that's, that probably is the, the way to do it is, is really cut out half, then go back and see what more you can cut out. And you're probably going to end half, up yeah. with cutting 75%. There you go. I like it. Thanks that's for it. saving me there. That's I appreciate it. I had those fingers and toes <laughs> counting. <laughs> So, you know, one of the hardest things, and, and I'll be honest, you know, I'm, I, I struggle with writing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all, it, and so it is, it's just a challenge to me. And, and so I, you know, I hire people to do it for me because again, I know what I want to say. I just don't know how to say it. And so, you know, if I can admit that, I think probably most people should be able to admit it and, and then work with a person like you to get their message out there in the best possible way. Yep. So tell us a little bit about how you work with someone and, and what your services are. Sure. So um, when I work with someone, we start off with a, a nice discovery call, and it's basically figuring out what they what their goals are, mm-hmm. um, getting a baseline of, of what they've done already, and and kind of digging in a little bit to mm-hmm. the the project at hand and um, a little bit of strategy, a little bit of brainstorming. I, I really have fun with marketing strategy as well as the writing. Mm-hmm. And then I actually will go in and do some research on my own. So part of it is knowing where to look mm-hmm. and what to look for. Um, one of the things that I look for is um, descriptions of the problem in the client's or customer's own words, okay. right? So it's really easy for me to say, I sell high converting sales copy to entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but I can and I nearly, just went, I don't know what that means. I can nearly guarantee you that there are no entrepreneurs out there going, hmm, I really need some high converting sales copy. Mm-hmm. Right. Saying, that's not how we think about it. Exactly. So getting into that frame of mind about your customers is mm-hmm. super important. If you sell lawn care services, right? Mm-hmm. No, we don't care about aerating your lawn. We, I want you to cut my grass. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, and that's a lot of the research that I do. And I, um, I'll go on message boards and Facebook and pa- competitor pages and look at the comments of articles and anywhere I can to, to really kind of dig in a little bit mm-hmm. and, um, and, and put on my empathy hat. So another thing that, that I do and I, I tell uh, people to do is, is when you're writing, you should have actually a really clear uh, picture mm-hmm. in, not just in your head. I'll get to that in a minute of your, your ideal customer, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure customer avatar is not a, a foreign word. Mm-hmm. Right. We've talked uh, about that a lot. And the fact exactly. that everyone is not your target market. Exactly. Um, but so you drill down to your ideal customer. And I mean, like, all the way down. Mm-hmm. So are they male or female? How old are they? Um, where do they live? What mm-hmm. kind of car do they drive? All of that. Mm-hmm. And then I like to go onto the stock photo websites like Pixabay or mm-hmm. Pexels and I find a picture mm-hmm. that um, visually represents my ideal client. Mm-hmm. And I will print that picture out or just put it on my computer or whatever. But for mine, it's actually printed out and it's on my desk behind my monitor. Mm -hmm. So when I write, I actually look at a photo of the person that I'm writing to. Mm -hmm. And that allows me to put my empathy hat on Mm -hmm. and really step into their lives and imagine um, what they're experiencing at the moment that they're reading this email or clicking through the Facebook ad to the sales page or experiencing my marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and I think that that's a really powerful exercise to do to actually spend that amount of time and energy into clearly defining, not just on paper, but visually mm-hmm. who you're writing to because you're writing to a person. Right. It doesn't matter if they're the CEO of a business or the head of a household or, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe Schmo down the street. Mm-hmm. You're, there's still a person that's going to be reading this. So it's to, there's really that deep dive level mm-hmm. of of empathy and and um, connection with that person, and so then that's what I do for my clients. Mm-hmm. I, I I do that, and then I take my marketing strategy hat and my empathy hat, and I put them on at the same time and create a campaign or a sales page or whatever it is that needs to be created um, to help those people through that buying journey. Right. You know, and as you were talking about that, I was thinking about advertising, you know, which mm-hmm. is obviously where we use visual and copy. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about cars. You know, yep. so somebody who, you know, a company that is selling a minivan has mm-hmm. totally different marketing messaging than the person who is selling the Mercedes Benz. Absolutely. You know, and, and there's a reason that they're successful with either one. It's because mm-hmm. they know exactly who that is. You know, yes. soccer mom really doesn't want leather upholstery (laughs) because that's going to get icky real fast. And, you know, the Mercedes people, they might want to have just, you know, a two seater, you know, they're not carrying the kids around, you know, they want the luxury items. And, Mm -hmm. and part of that comes with, you know, how they describe it, you know, the, the hand tooled leather, the smell of it, you know, Mm -hmm. all these various things. And, you know, soccer mom is talking about how many kids, you know, that they add for them. It's how many kids you can fit in the car. Right. You know, and, and that's exactly what you need to be thinking about when you're writing your own content Mm-hmm. Is who are you talking to? And if they're going to go, that's not me, then, you know, right. that might be good. You might have eliminated them and you weren't, you know, you weren't looking for them. But if you were looking for them and they went, that's not me, then you really have messed up. Well, and I think even more than that, you want the people that you are selling to mm-hmm. to go, oh, that is so me. Right. You want not only do you want to repel your non customers, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are really afraid to do right. these days. That's okay. Um, you don't, don't be want afraid. To be, right? You don't want to deal with them because they're not your customers. So and that's okay. Right. You. Send them away. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really want to use language that so strongly connects mm-hmm. with your ideal customer that you are now the only choice for them. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I was just remembering uh, one of the, the projects that I did recently was review scholarship applications. Mm-hmm. And we it was, you know, one of the, the things was, you know, tell us about a challenge that you faced. Mm-hmm. 20 different scholarship applications. Of course, they it was all very different. Right. But the ones who put on their creative writing hats were mm-hmm. the ones that, that I paid attention to. Now, some mm-hmm. of them got way too creative hat. You know, they, oh, they yeah. just, you know, they were, t- they, you know, they, they wanted to make you see what that was. It was a dark and stormy yes. night. Yes. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I was like, <laughs> man, that wasn't what I was looking for because they were too creative. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and there is kind of that fine line of being too creative and, and missing getting that message out there mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, that the kids that said, and, and, you know, now they did kind of have to do the I statement because that was, you know, they were telling us of about, course. you know, personal thing. But but those who very clearly told us and we could get a picture in our heads, that was the other thing. You know, we could envision it. 
those were the ones that stood out as, you know, and, and then of course we had the ones that went, well, this was what happened to me when I was in fifth grade. And you went, oh, okay, never mind. Um, but you know, and, and the same thing happens, you know, when you're looking at content online in a newspaper, you know, TV ad, whatever it is, mm-hmm. when something catches your attention, it's so powerful. It is. It is. And one of the, uh, I was a creative writing minor in school. Ah. And so, um, for the first, really the first semester that I was really taking all these creative writing classes, I kept getting show, don't tell at the mm-hmm. top of my papers because I was like, you know, I was kind of in that mm-hmm. just stating right. space. But then mm-hmm. when I really let myself begin to create the experience mm-hmm. for uh, whatever piece I was writing, which mm-hmm. now, of course, translates to my my sales writing, um, that's when it, I was able to make those scenes come a little more alive. And, and so part of the, the buying journey and, and part of what I include in my sales copy is I call it the imagine statement. Mm. And it is beginning to transport people to imagining a better future with Mm -hmm. your solution on their side. So imagine how you're going to feel when imagine being able to imagine this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it ends up being very powerful right. because I use that show. Don't tell. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, but you know, I was just thinking, you know, the example of, you know, the, the grass cutter, you know, imagine mm-hmm. freeing up your time so that you don't have to mow the lawn every week, mm-hmm. every month, whatever it is, you know, all of those various things. And it comes down to the, the, the start of what we're doing. And again, this is something that I struggle with, and that's the headline. How uh-huh. do we capture someone's attention? And I love this. You've got this great thing on your website called the 30-second headline generator. Yeah. Six powerful headlines you can create in 30 seconds or less. And, of course, I read that, and I'm like, yeah, but I have trouble with this. So, <sighs> Allison, walk us through, because, you know, it, think of newspapers. Think of online, you know, you can tell uh-huh. my age because I talk about newspapers. But, <laughs> you know, uh, magazine articles, all those various things, mm-hmm. or the, the title of a book. Mm-hmm. If those first 10, 15 words don't capture your attention, or even if it's the first sentence of what somebody is writing, then we're gone, right? We're on to the next yes. thing. So let's talk about headlines. Why, you yeah. know, what is that that just really, what do we have to do to make those things pop? Sure. Well, you uh, you talked about the, the importance of headlines, and I just want to throw a little statistic out there that 80% of the people who read your sales copy will not read past the headline. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, you've really got to make sure your headline's on point to capture as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that I like to do that is to actually give them kind of a promise of what they're going to discover how to do in the rest of the sales copy. And so, um, you know, going back to the the landscaper, right? Mm -hmm. So I would, I would say, um, well, okay. So actually, let me, let me back up. I know I, I teased you with the landscaper, but I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I know I'll close that loop in a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have a little, a little ninja headline formula that I like to share okay. and it is audience plus time mm-hmm. plus benefit minus objection. Okay. Mm-hmm. It sounds really long and it can be, um, but you can also break it up just a little bit and I'll, I'll, kind of walk you through that in a minute. Um, But so with our landscaper, we're going to use that 
that model, right? Okay. Audience, we're going to go single moms, mm-hmm. benefit, get your long cut, mm-hmm. time. You, you mentioned weekend. We'll go weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got an objection. So I would say attention, single moms, get your lawn cut this weekend. And here's the objection without begging, pleading, bribing or cajoling your kids. Oh, I love it. Okay, so you can do that with any business, right? Mm-hmm. Attention, online entrepreneurs, discover expert business tips mm-hmm. for one hour every week without leaving your house. Just mm-hmm. listen to Deb's show, Ooh. you know, <laughs> um, that kind of. So audience plus benefit plus time mm-hmm. minus objection. I call the minus objection a ninja kicker because mm-hmm. it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. But what I've done there is I've given the reader a really good reason to keep going and right. just and and read the rest of my copy mm-hmm. because now I've piqued their interest with a big benefit that speaks to what they want and a problem that they have in getting it right mm-hmm. so that single mom would love to have a freshly mown lawn every week mm-hmm. but she's really tired of bribing Timmy her 16-year-old son mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. so I'm now coming in and offering the solution to that problem. Right. And that's a formula that you can use um, for everything you're writing. Um, I really focus it on sales copy, but it could be tweaked to blog, you know, blog and mm-hmm. content too. Although there are a ton of really great headline generators out there for your blogs. I know mm-hmm. HubSpot has one. And if you just Google HubSpot blog topic generator, mm-hmm. it'll come up with a bunch for you. Right. Um, but it's it just draws them in and then you hook them with mm-hmm. the next part of your copy by um, by empathizing with that pain like mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier. Right. You know, I think it's really important to note that it is a headline that actually does pertain. You know, yes. how many times have we seen that the you know, the, the article uh, headline where it's kind of a bait and switch? <laughs> yep. You know, or they've they've picked one team little fact out and just you know that's and and so it catches your attention and you're partway through the article before you ever realize wait a minute this this didn't pertain and and then of course you're annoyed right you know and and so you know that's one of the things that i think people really need to be very careful about is Mm -hmm. to not do the bait and switch type of of headline or the the sensational you know and and because if you make it too extreme then it doesn't apply you know, and, and so there's that's where headlines are just really tricky. Well, and, you know, this goes back to the um, what we were talking about before about how everybody's not your audience. You mm-hmm. know, with these clickbait headlines, quite honestly, they get paid by advertisers mm-hmm. for the number of people who land on those pages. So they don't care how excited mm-hmm. you are about the content. We, because we're not getting paid you know, per page view by mm-hmm. advertisers, mm-hmm. we actually care about driving qualified people right. to visit our sales materials. Mm-hmm. And because we get paid when people buy from us mm-hmm. and it's in our best interest to make sure that we are transparent, authentic. I never advocate falsifying or lying or anything like that, like mm-hmm. totally transparent and authentic. And you you can solve big problems for people. Um, and sometimes you just got to figure out how to present it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and I love that you include time in there, you know, whether yeah. it's, you know, that, that it frees up an hour of your day or it will only take an hour or, you mm-hmm. know, learn how to, to ballroom dance in two short weeks. I mean, exactly. you know, whatever it is, because that's the other thing. I mean, that's one of the first objections that people have mm-hmm. is I don't have enough time to do this, whatever it is. Exactly. You know, and, and those things. And then, of course, an objection can be cost, you know, mm-hmm. all those various things. So that's where it, it really helps to sit down and go through this process. Or as you said, you know, there, there are headline generators, but think about it from your own perspective, because a headline generator might come up with the same headline for somebody else. Right. Well, and so with with my headline formulas and, mm-hmm. and the ones that are in my headline generator, as well as this, the one I just shared, it's designed to really be a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can drop in, it's, you know, I don't like the, the generators that automatically do it for you. I, right. I think of it as like Mad Libs, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell know. you what mm-hmm. to put where uh-huh. and you can finagle it because mm-hmm. it may not sound right the way I've worded it, mm-hmm. or you may want to switch it up or you may think, yeah, I don't need to tell them that it's only going to take an hour a week or mm-hmm. this or that. And so it allows you that freedom to, to edit. Mm-hmm. I think editing is is an underrated part right. of copywriting too. <laughs> oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's um it's designed to really just be a starting point. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, uh a lot of professional copywriters, myself included, we don't usually just write one headline when we write sales copy. We mm-hmm. usually write twenty or fifty mm-hmm. or more per piece of sales copy that we create. And um, it can be really overwhelming for someone who doesn't write copy every day mm-hmm. to think about writing that many headlines. Um, but the truth is they're not all that different from one another. They might mm-hmm. change a word here or there, or we might swap something out. And it just, it organically evolves into something mm-hmm. that works. Right. And when you start doing this, you'll start seeing examples from other places. So write those down. I mean, you know, if it caught your attention, write it down. Oh, yeah. You know, why did it catch your attention? You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's a a key. Even if it's for a totally unrelated, different product or service, what caught your attention? Definitely look at other industries. I have a swipe file with people, I mean, industries all over the place. And the fact that I have clients in all industries helps too. (laughs) My craziest is a tape manufacturer right now, but, um, you know, I keep a swipe file in Evernote. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can clip it on the web on my phone. I can take pictures and just all have it in one place. Mm -hmm. I used to have a physical swipe file where I would print things out and put it in my file drawer, but it got too big. So Mm -hmm. I scanned everything in. However it works for you. Um, you know, then you, then you have inspiration Mm -hmm. and for when you write, Mm -hmm. right. So we've got our headline, and mm-hmm. then we're staring at that blank screen. <laughs> and, and I think that really is one of the hardest things because, you know, a lot of us have taken, you know, creative writing classes or basic English mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever yep. it was. And, you know, so we, we kind of know sentence structure and mm-hmm. all of those various things. But it, writer's block is something that is so real that, oh, yes. you know, and, and, and everybody goes through it. You know, let's be honest. Every, you know, even professional copywriters like, oh, you know, every day. Yeah, you know, and, and so it's, it's funny. One of the scholarship applications, the, the person talked about having writer's block and, and so they would watch weird TV. Mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure how that pertained to anything they were telling us, but you know, it was like, okay. Um, 
And, but, you know, that, that came back to they didn't know who they were writing for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so it was, it was just very interesting to, to do this whole process. But, yeah. you know, it's, it, we do, we, we look at, we know what we want to say and uh-huh. then we panic, you know, because we yep. need to make it good. We need to make our living off of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what becomes so scary about it. And so you know, oh, I, was, yeah. I was looking at your blog post and you've got this, you know, this one of these great posts and it's four little changes that'll make a big difference in your copywriting. And I love this very first point that you have. Start with the end. Uh-huh. So what is the end that we should all be aiming towards? Yeah. So, um, well, in the post, I actually talk about uh, doing the call to action mm-hmm. first. Right. Um, so, and actually this is really good whenever you're planning or, or writing anything, right? What do you mm-hmm. want them to do as a result of reading this copy? Right. Um, when you write a blog post, what do you want them to do as a result of reading this blog post? Mm-hmm. What do you want them to do because they've read your about page? Mm-hmm. You know, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, I actually, um, end most of my sales copy with an emotional appeal is what okay. I call it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, um, putting, taking off the empathy hat and putting on the supercharged empathy hat mm-hmm. and really just saying like, I understand this is where you are and this is what you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And this is what you don't want to have happen. And I can, you know, I'm here to help you mm-hmm. make it so this doesn't happen. I'm just obviously right. being very general, mm-hmm. but if you start there, then you've got your supercharged empathy hat on and you can start back at the beginning with mm-hmm. with identifying their pain, right? So we come full circle. We start with identifying their pain and then we end with re-identifying their pain and reminding them that we have the solution. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And the call to actions are, are really funny because – so many people, when they are writing, you know, whether it's a brochure, a website, a blog post, or whatever it is, they assume the person will know that they're supposed to do something. Right. You know, and, and, and we also, we kind of feel stupid telling them, call us, contact us, you know, because we're thinking, well, they're smart people. They should know that. So we're just, you know, patronizing <laughs> to them. I discovered on my blog that when I started saying something along the lines of, please comment below. Yeah, well, uh-huh. I, I worded it much, much prettier than of that. Of course. Then they started commenting. It was like people mm-hmm. thought they needed permission to comment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see the same thing in Facebook posts or, or whatever it is. Yep. You know, put your comments below, share this, you know, whatever it is. And, and people really do seem to think that they need permission in order to do it. And I think it's, it's not just that too. And, you know, I am a big fan of being very clear and plain and precise about mm-hmm. what you want your customer to do. Right. Um, and the, the reason for that is not everybody has a great day every day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and I, I have these days, um, typically they start with an M mm-hmm. and, um, end in an Unday. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am just not that smart that day. I know. Um, My brain is still on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so, um, you know, you don't know what their day's been like. They might have run out of coffee or not gotten a lot of sleep because their two-year-old's teething or this, that, or the other. And so by being very clear and, and precise and and obvious mm-hmm. about what you want them to do, you are removing the burden of thinking about it from right. them. Mm-hmm. And if you can, rem- if you can just allow them to not have to think about it too hard, mm-hmm. you're, 
you're removing that barrier Mm -hmm. for them. Right. So, yes, tell them what you want them to do very clearly. (laughs) You know, that's why, you know, there are websites. Click here to contact us now. All Mm -hmm. of these various things. And, and, you know, because, right, it, it leads them right into it. If they have to stop and find the contact us link at the yep. top. So maybe they had to scroll back to the top. Uh-huh. You know, it's like squirrel. <laughs> we exactly. forgot why we were going to do it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, by having that, and you might actually need that call to action throughout whatever it is that you're doing. Yes. Something that's a little bit longer. And so that's okay. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, it is. You agree. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, when I write sales pages and I write long form sales pages. So, you know, I've, I delivered one just last week to a client that was 15 pages in Word. Like it was not short. Mm -hmm. It was a big program, so it required that much. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were call to action buttons throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly the reason. I do not want them to have to hunt for that button Mm -hmm. because think about the task. Think about what you're asking someone to do when you're selling something to them, especially online, right? Right. So I'm on a sales page and I'm in. So Mm -hmm. I add it to my cart. Well, then I have to log into my account or create one. Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Now I've got to enter in my address, which Google autocorrect does that for me. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Now I have to get up, go find my purse, Mm -hmm. get my wallet out, get my credit card, come back to the computer, Mm -hmm. enter the number, twice because I messed it up, hit submit, Mm -hmm. which means I have to trust you with it to begin with. Mm -hmm. So then I've got to take my bank card back and get the credit card I use for online shopping because I grabbed the Mm -hmm. wrong one. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to get me to do to buy something Mm -hmm. from you. You can't just accomplish that with one little thing of copy and hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you can remove me having to scroll and look for a buy button, Mm -hmm. That's one less thing that I need to do. Right. You know, and, and so, maybe it's on how you design it. You know, say it's, it's, you know, on your website, you can have that buy button just kind of floating along in the oh, column. Of course. Um, yes. you know, and, and folks, if you want an example, go to Amazon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, they, they pretty much got it down and, and they do that buy now, click now, whatever it is button that they have is always there. You know, you haven't scrolled past it because it's floating along with you. Um, you know, and, and so make sure <coughs> that you have that in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I actually like having it in line because then you can kind of control mm-hmm. when it happens. Right. Um, but that might just be a control issue on my part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, you know, and, and it is one of those things, uh, you like, one of the things that will annoy me to no end are the pop-ups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's funny because they're, they're, they're obviously very valuable. Otherwise people wouldn't use them. And, and I'm, you know, incorporating them into my site. But when I'm, I'm reading something and a pop-up covers it up, mm-hmm. I don't even read what it says. I'm just, you know, I, I mm-hmm. close it. It's gone. And, you know, and that may have been what I really needed to do, but I'm like, eh, how annoying, you know, or the, yeah. the, the little things that come into, would you like to chat with someone now? No, I want to read the article. (laughs) I want to see what it is. So that comes back to knowing who your target audience is and and who you're writing for. You know, if you're writing for somebody like me who's impatient, then, you know, get rid of those things that are going to annoy me. Right. Well, and um, so my pop up 
I have a pop up and it mm-hmm. does come through halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably annoyed you, but <laughs> I made it go away. I did. That's <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's fine because mm-hmm. there are other opportunities. Right. It's just, you know, one of those things. Mm-hmm. I really like exit intent pop ups. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a page and somebody's probably navigating away, then you can cr- try and grab them with mm-hmm. a lead magnet or something. Right. Um, one of the things that I've been noticing lately is, I'll get a pop-up and then a chat and then uh, do you want to get notifications thing? Mm-hmm. And they all happen at once and then I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, you hit that's your annoyance factor. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not just that. It's, you know, one call to action is really important. So mm-hmm. just like you want them to know, like you want to think, okay, what's the action I want them to take by the mm-hmm. time they're finished reading this? I'd like to amend that to what's the one action. Right. I want them to take. Yeah. So, when you give them multiple choices, mm-hmm. you probably don't get the one you really wanted. You get none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the confused mind never buys. Too mm-hmm. many choices right. will um, will just kill your response rate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have clients who they do like a multi-pay if they have a higher higher price program or something like that. And that's fine because then it's an either or choice. But I never try to sell more than one program at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's not by program A or program B. It's by program A, how do you want to pay? Right. Yeah, because Um, if you say A or B, they go, I want to see, and then they're gone. Right. But so one choice, one call to action, it allows you to really focus your copy. Because, two, not all of your products are going to be appropriate for the same people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you may have someone who needs their lawn mowed once a week. Mm-hmm. And somebody who needs it once a month right? Um, because their yard is mostly shade mm-hmm. and you're not going to write the same copy to them mm-hmm. because it's different packages. It's a different need, different frustration level, different mm-hmm. everything. Right. You know, and, and so that might mean that you have multiple landing pages. Absolutely. You know, and, and because say you ran an ad campaign on Facebook that specifically mm-hmm. targets somebody who wants their lawn mowed once a week. Yep. You know, then that landing page is going to have that information. You uh-huh. know, if, if I want my lawn mode once a week and I go somewhere and it's talking about monthly pricing, I'm like, no, uh-uh, not what I wanted. Right. And, you know, and, and, and landing pages are kind of those misunderstood creatures, but it is something <laughs> that, that I think a lot of people should consider, especially if they're doing something like Facebook ads. Oh, yeah. You need one. I mean, the th- mm-hmm. with, with landing pages, Facebook ads, so you're paying for traffic. Mm-hmm. You should be capturing that traffic right. to then market to in another way. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of talk about retargeting on Facebook, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can capture that email address to begin with, mm-hmm. then you also can email them right. and spend less on retargeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and pay once for the lead rather mm-hmm. than six times. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, do what you can to capture the email address. And if, mm-hmm. if you're a local business, get their address, mm-hmm. mail them something, right. please oh, use yeah. direct mail. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> yep. You know, and it's, so, you know, on the, the landing page thing and, you know, all of these various things, it's, it's all about, as we said, getting them where they want. You know, I absolutely hate it when I click a Facebook ad for a specific product or service. 
and I go to their homepage. Oh, that drives me crazy. I'm like, ugh, because I'm, I, like I said, I'm impatient. You know, I am one of those mm-hmm. squirrel people. And so if I have to click more than once, I mean, like they tell people, you know, like the standard is, you know, if you make them click three times, they're gone. Now, if I have to click more than once, I'm done. And, you know, so if you didn't send me to the right place to start with, I'm not going to go find it most of the oh, time. Yeah, Every no. once in a while, if it's so cool, then I will, will try to find it, but I better be able to find it easily. Yes. You know, and, and so you need to get there and, you know, and I mean, we all have these website URLs that are so long that they, okay, then use bit.ly, use whatever to shorten it. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course the cool thing about things like that is then you can track them, you know, and, and all these things. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all about targeting who you want and getting them where you want and then getting to do what you want them to do. Exactly. Another little resource that I use, and if you have a WordPress site, this is a free plugin. It's called Pretty Link. Mm-hmm. And it, it does like Bitly where it'll shorten it, mm-hmm. but it uses your own URL. So oh, cool. I could say, you know, allisonlex.com slash Deb is awesome to link to our interview. And right. it would still be branded with my URL, but mm-hmm. it would link to whatever site I want. Right, right. Which would mm-hmm. be the businesspowerhour.com slash little, 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 little. See? There I mean, you that's go. Why you need it shortened. <laughs> Plus, what it did was it kept your branding in there. Exactly. You know, very <laughs> important, folks. You know, as, as I tell people to not have mine on there, but no. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's an example of, mm-hmm. of a tool right. that's, and it's free and it's, mm-hmm. it's a nice little tool to use for exactly that and to manage the landing pages and where you send people. Um, because part of the marketing thing, that so many people struggle with is how overwhelming it can be. Mm-hmm, right. It can be really super overwhelming to mm-hmm. manage every all the irons in the fire, especially mm-hmm. when you're revving up and launching a lot of campaigns and testing Facebook ads and maybe promoting to a couple different segments and running something to your, you know, I mean, mm-hmm, it's overwhelming right. even just to list out. And then you're thinking, wait a minute, I haven't sold anything today <laughs> because right. you were so focused on doing these other things. Exactly. Well, and that's where getting help comes in. Right. Absolutely. Right. Most definitely. You know, I've, I've shared numerous times on my program, I kind of go by the 15 minute rule. If it's going to take me more than 15 minutes, then I should outsource it. You mm-hmm. know, so if I can write a piece of copy in, you know, 10 minutes, that's good copy. Let's clarify that. Yeah. Then that's okay. But if I'm going to struggle with it, like mm-hmm. maybe it's my LinkedIn profile or a blog post or whatever, then I need to outsource it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. better use my time somewhere where it's, it's, it better use. Hmm. See, that's why Absolutely. I'm not a writer. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's, you know, that's, that's a really hard lesson, I think, for mm-hmm. a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs to, to actually really not learn, but mm-hmm. uh, well, it's, bring into their heart. I right. can't think and, of the right word. You know, it's, um. Especially <laughs> as that entrepreneur, as that business owner, mm-hmm. we want to be able to do it all ourselves because part of yeah. it is, hello, ego. You ego know, and, and control. And, right, and then, then the other thing is money. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not going to outsource it and pay somebody to do it if I can do it. Well, mm-hmm. again, you know, it comes back to, okay, you know, say you do a blog post for me for $200. I don't know, you know, any of your prices, so we're just randomly making these <laughs> things up. You know, that it could, it might take me six, seven hours to write mm-hmm. that blog post. Right. Figure out what my hourly rate is and then take, you know, six, seven hours of that. It, was it worth it? I mean, that's really what it comes back down to, folks, is, you know, what is your time worth? And, 
Should you be outsourcing it? And my guess is in many cases, you will determine that, yes, you need to outsource because mm-hmm. you need to be doing what it is that you do, whether it's speaking, right. whether it's, you know, give you know, you've got a product that you're selling. You need to be selling that product, you know, mm-hmm. which which can include networking, you know, whatever all of those other things are. But mm-hmm. focus on what it is that you need to be doing and outsource what you can. Right. And and I think. um you know, there's a lot that can be outsourced, um, not just writing your blog content, which is, you know, not necessarily something I offer, but See, I just what, randomly made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make things up all the time, uh-huh. too. Um, but also consider, can you really do it? Mm-hmm. Could you get the same kind of response from right. your copy mm-hmm. as, no offense, I could get from mm-hmm. mine right. if I were to write it for you? Mm-hmm. And and maybe, or do you do it? Mm-hmm. Does it get put off because it's not something you really want to do? And so it's just not something that ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe it's time to think about having somebody else take it because right. you're just not going to get it done. You're the bottleneck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny. I saw an, an analogy of this one time. You know, am I going to try to change the oil in my car by watching YouTube videos or am mm-hmm. I going to take it to the place who does it all the time? Right. You know, I probably could learn how to do it by watching YouTube videos. And there are people who love doing that. But, you know, same with designing my website. You know, I like tinkering. I like doing things like that. But again, it's not a good use of my time. You know, am I going to do brain surgery on myself by watching <laughs> YouTube videos? You know, let's take it to an extreme or, you know, am I going to, you know, this is, you know, the, this program is airing right after that debted tax deadline. Oh, you yeah. Know, can I do it myself? Maybe, you know, and, and I long for the days when I had the, the 1040 easy and I went clickety, 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 you know, <laughs> it took 10 minutes. Or, you know, do I need to go to a professional who's going to make sure that we get every single deduction that we are allowed? You know, yeah, and, and, and wade through the, the, right. the changes mm-hmm. and all. Yeah, you know, I'm going to outsource it to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, but one of the other things that, of course, just really panics people is that they're going to get taken advantage of, that they're going oh, yeah. to, you know, pick somebody that's not any good. So how do you find a good copywriter to make sure that you are not going to get taken advantage of? Um, well, the easiest answer is just to call me. <laughs> Yes, that's it. We know. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. so they've done that. Show How over. do they no, know that you're fabulous? <laughs> um, so the first thing is not every copywriter is right for every client. Right. I am not the right copywriter for everyone as much mm-hmm. as I would love to be. Um, there are just – I just can't help everyone. I, I don't have the right style. They right. don't want what I've got. That not the right industry, whatever. And, and sometimes so, it's just not a good fit. I mean, you know, and you're that talking is, to those okay. people so, and you're like, mm, mm-hmm. not so much. So first off, be okay if they're not right for you or you're not right mm-hmm. for them. Right. Okay. Um, ask for some recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, I would start with people that you know make smart business decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, get any good leads from them, then maybe in a Facebook group that you're, um, I'm in like a bajillion Facebook groups Mm -hmm. where people are always saying, who knows a good copywriter Mm -hmm. and set up some calls and then find out where, um, where they've written, you know, who they've written for, what kind Mm -hmm. of stuff they've written. Uh, A good copywriter should always have some examples to show you. Right. Um, I personally have an entire Dropbox folder full of my public facing samples Mm -hmm. that, I'm, I'm happy for you to take a look at, and I've even got testimonials in there, so um, we can talk about how great I am. Mm-hmm. 
And then I also recommend starting small. You know, mm-hmm. don't throw right. an entire launch. Gee, Allison, I want you to write my entire website. Right. Um, no. <laughs> well, you know, that could, depending on the size of your website, that could actually be right. considered on the smaller side if you have like a home and about and one services page. Right. But don't throw a huge launch into their lap untested. Mm-hmm. Try a landing page mm-hmm. or a couple of emails mm-hmm. or that kind of thing first to make sure that you get along well mm-hmm. and that, you know, they meet their deadlines mm-hmm. and that they edit within the time frame that you're looking for edits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had people approach me and say, how do you feel about a retainer? And I say, I love retainer agreements, mm-hmm. but I've never worked with you before. So we're right. going to have to start small. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't start on a you know, project. Mm-hmm. Look, I met my husband. We went on some dates. We decided we were serious. Then he proposed. I did right. not marry him right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. He I'm didn't not propose five thing. minutes after meeting you. Right. I mean, it was still quick. It was just, mm-hmm. it was a few months, but still we had that time together. And the, the same can be said for any kind of business relationship, mm-hmm. especially one as important as copy. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that is really important to keep in mind and um, while you were talking about the YouTube videos a minute ago, I thought of this. No, I'm not going to learn how to change my oil off YouTube, but I did learn how to change my tire. Right. Because knowing how to change a tire is important. Mm-hmm. For that kind of right for car, I can take right. my my car to get oil changed. Mm-hmm. But if it if I get a flat on the freeway, I've got to know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And the same can be said for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, outsource, outsource, outsource. But also know how to recognize good quality work when mm-hmm. you get it back. Right. Um, you should know what good copy might look like, mm-hmm. even if it's just taking a look in your swipe file and 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 kind of saying, does the copy that I was delivered make me feel ready to buy like mm-hmm. this copy did? Um, really, don't just let things slide by when it comes to stuff like your copy, mm-hmm. your Facebook ad strategy, um, you know, your web, any, any kind of stuff like that should mm-hmm. really be something that you know how to at least recognize when it's good, even if you can't create right. it. Right. You know, and you want to know, you know, as you mentioned, what is their timeline? What are their deadlines? Yes. You know, all these various things. Another thing is number of revisions allowed. You know, yes. I, I recently worked with um, a graphic artist on Fiverr. You know, Fiverr mm-hmm. has its, you know, there are times where Fiverr is absolutely fabulous. And I went back to her after we were done. You know, I, I was thrilled with what she did. She did mm-hmm. it quick. You know, mm-hmm. it, I, it was what I wanted, all those various things. But I told her, I said, sweetie, you need to change something in your your stuff. And, and you know, and, and I said, you list that you will do unlimited revisions. Mm-hmm. I said, danger, danger. <laughs> what if I said, because somebody is just going to drive you absolutely bonkers with it. Tweak this by two pixels here, and oh, I want this shade of blue just a little bit lighter. And hmm, what works if we do it in green instead? And mm-hmm. and I said, so be specific. Tell people, you know, I will do three revisions. And and if she didn't interview me well enough that she could do it in three revisions, then she needs to rethink that process. You know, and, and same thing with working with a copywriter. You know, if, if we didn't develop enough rapport so that you know what I want after a couple of times, then that's that's a, a situation we need to address. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm going to be devil's advocate on that one oh, because <laughs> I actually offer unlimited revisions. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the reason is, is I can sniff out one of those pixel tweakers right. a mile yeah. away. And so then you just don't work with them. They're just not the right client mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, my, my right client is someone who A, knows enough to know when they don't know enough mm-hmm. and B, also is willing to, to trust the process right. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've not had anybody take advantage of that because I am so good at, at the pre-work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's nice to know that, you know what, I'm committed to your success. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually offer um, what I call an after-implementation edit. Mm. So um, for, for many of my projects, not mm-hmm. all of them qualify, but if, uh, if you come back six months after or up to six months after, I'll mm-hmm. actually do some work to help you get even better results based on real data. Right. Well, and that's so important because we should be getting feedback. You know, if if it's not doing what it's supposed to do, then it does need to be changed. Exactly. Um, you know, and and so I, I love that feature. So yeah, I love that you did Devil's Advocate. Of um, course, you know, I'm and, happy to be Devil's but Advocate. But from <laughs> our perspective, you know, the is someone who's going to hire a copywriter. We need to be clear on what we're wanting. Um, you know, Absolutely. And, and it just can't be. Hey, Allison, I need you to write the text for my website. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, and your copywriter should have an onboarding process, Mm -hmm. um, either a copywriting questionnaire or a copy interview, Mm -hmm. something where they gather that kind of information. And I require my clients to fill out a questionnaire, but then I also uh, um, I request copy of their existing marketing materials so that I can Mm -hmm. get their voice and their, um, you know, the stuff Mm -hmm. that they've already done because that shortens my learning curve. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny, you mentioned a term in there that is so important from the marketing perspective, and that's voice. You mm-hmm. know, it needs to be written like I, the client, would write it. You know, if, if I'm kind of one of those down-home spun, you know, types, then it shouldn't have, you know, the, the words in it that are 25 characters long. <laughs> and which is tricky, you know, and, and but it, and, you know, that does come back to knowing who your audience is, but... Yep. It is about, you know, if, if it's something that I wouldn't say, then that's, it shouldn't say that. Exactly. You know, and, and, and we've seen that happen, right? Where you oh, yeah. read like says somebody's LinkedIn profile that they had written by somebody else. And then uh-huh. you meet them and you're like, this is a different person. I'm very confused yeah. here. <laughs> My goal is always to make it so that nobody reads it and thinks, right. Deb didn't write this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I never want that reaction. <laughs> well, and that's the key is they should always read it and think that that person wrote it themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I love it when I look at someone's LinkedIn profile and they write it third person. And I, and I know that's a personal preference and a lot of people just mm-hmm. like that. But to me, that clearly shows somebody else wrote it because I'm not going to say Deb Creer did such and such. You know? <laughs> I might use the I word a lot, but, you know, I, I don't do it in third person. Mm hmm. I, I forget if mine's in third person and mine might be in third person. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is sometimes it's actually very appropriate. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, that's, that's where it works. And, and, you know, and so it's, it's just, it, it and it's a personal taste. All of those. It is. Those it's all personal so, taste. Yeah. Cool. With well, that stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, Allison, we've only got a couple minutes left. Oh my so, goodness. I know. This flew you know, by. It did. It did. I always love it when time flies because it means we're having so much fun yes. and providing so much great information. So, so you know, yeah. in, in, a, in a minute or two here, what would you tell somebody who is struggling? You know, they're thinking, oh, this just isn't working. 
Nobody buys my stuff. Nobody loves me. Nobody clicks my links. You know, what do you tell those people? The first thing is to take a look at where the breakdown is happening. Okay. Um, if they're not clicking links that you're posting on Facebook, that's where the breakdown is happening, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't even know if your sales copy is good yet. Mm-hmm. If they're clicking the links like, like, I don't know. Crazy, they're mm-hmm. the word. Right. And they're just not, not converting. Right. Then mm-hmm. the breakdown is happening on your sales page. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And mm-hmm. then um, try empathizing a little more. Make mm-hmm. sure, Do a little auditing. Do you mm-hmm. talk about yourself too much? Mm-hmm. Have you accurately talked about their pain? Do you have a headline that's going to get that attention? Mm-hmm. Um, do a little bit of an audit and see what, what you might be able to fix. Mm-hmm. And if you're still at a loss, give me a call. <laughs> right. You know, and, 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 you know, there are do-it-yourselfers out there. I mean, obviously, and, and, and many, many do-it-yourselfers are very successful, but there are definitely times where you absolutely have to go to an expert. And maybe it's just, you know, like Allison said, for one piece. And then you, then your creative juices can flow. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and things like that. So, you know, but again, you know, we, we, we don't diagnose ourselves by reading WebMD. We do, sadly. But, yeah. you know, there are definitely times where you need to go to an expert. Yes. And, and so, yeah, see what you can do on your own because I know that, um, making the decision to find an expert can mm-hmm. be daunting. Right. Um, but if you're really, really stuck, then reach out to your network, look for mm-hmm. a copywriter, contact one you've heard on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's me, great. If it's not, great. Best mm-hmm. of luck. Um, and, and they should be able to help you. Right. You know, and there are things, you know, like you can, you, if it's something you're going to have to be doing a lot of, we'll take a creative writing class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things I tell people is read. <laughs> I read all the time. And, and they mm-hmm. look at me and I tell them, you know, if you don't have a good grasp of the English language, a big part of that is because you're not reading enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I don't care if it's fiction, business, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but be reading. That's a skill that we've gotten away from. You know? Yeah. And it I've, just yeah. it breaks my heart that they don't teach cursive writing anymore. Having said <laughs> that, my, my signature is this, blah, you know. Um, but, you know, yeah, I mean, I think I'm on book 27 for practice. the year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've read 27 books this year. Holy schmoly. Um, and some of them were business. Some of them are, you know, trashy beach novels, but it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because I'm always letting that part of my brain be stimulated. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, and this is, this is my tirade. I need it to be a book, a physical book or a newspaper or a magazine. I read very differently when I read online. I truly yeah. skim much more when I'm reading online. Yeah. So, you know, that's just my personal pet peeve that, that I'm tossing <laughs> in there. But think about I love that. real I mean, books. You know, yep. Yeah. If you're not absorbing the content, why? You know, do you need it in a, in a different medium? Yep. Okay, Some well, people love audiobooks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, holy smoly. We really digressed on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's always fun, right? Yeah, you know, and, and and I have in my notes here that I wanted to talk about direct response, and we have like five seconds left, and so we can't do that. So that just means that we have to have you on again, because direct response yeah. is an extremely important tool that I think so many businesses absolutely have to be using, and many of them who do love. use it don't know what to do with it. Yep. Um, you know, and, and so let's definitely have you on again so that we can okay. talk about that. I love it. That sounds great. great. Well, Allison, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. 
Sure. Well, it's easy. It's alisonlex.com. The hard part is the spelling. It's A-L-Y-S-O-N. Last name is L-E-X. So alisonlex.com is my online home. Perfect, perfect. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fabulous time talking with Allison Lex. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.